Hello, everybody. No, 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 no. Don't worry. Nothing's nothing's wrong. It is Tuesday as we're recording this, and Tuesday as you're listening to this. We're just late, that's all. But this is the Nerd Table, and we're here to entertain you, you wonderful people. I'm Chris. That's Dan. Hello, Dan. Hello, Chris. And that's Eric. Hello, Eric. Hello. You know what I like to say? Better late than pregnant. God damn. And now I expect you to open a monster. I was expecting a monster can too, but you just, you just went full on Eric. Yeah, because I already, I have my monster here. (laughs) It's already open. Okay, uh, quick. Open in the intro. Uh, Quick question, Eric. Today is uh, December seventh. Now we know that that's the anniversary of Pearl Harbor, but apparently it's also the anniversary of a day where I apparently coordinated for you. According to Facebook memories, does this ring a bell by any chance? Uh, yeah, actually, I shared it on Facebook. Yes. Well, I have an awful memory these days, so I'm going to need a little help with this. What happened this day to warrant that status? Because it's I'm sure it's very funny, but I don't remember anything. Oh, I'm anything. sure it is, too. I also don't remember anything, which means it was a fucking terrible day. <laughs> Either, either nothing happened. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It, we wouldn't have posted if it was a nothing day. So something <laughs> happened. But clearly it was so bad and so traumatizing that both Chris and I forgot. Well, that sounds like our daily lives in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was one of those days that we had no closers and I, I had you close like Storm plus Heroes. Plus you well. Yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I was just, just like, hey, this side, it's just one of those days. Yeah, I just had you close everything. We had, we had a real issue with the presenter side of staffing, so. Which I don't get. It's such, like, compared to the rest of the parks, at the times, rather, like, 7 o'clock close ain't bad. No, because like, how we... because all the presenters had massive amounts of seniority and didn't want to close. Correct. But I'm still saying, like, a 7 o'clock... Like, there's no store in existence that I can think of that closes at 7 o'clock unless it's, like, a breakfast place. Yeah, really. <clears throat> like, even... Because even Best Buy is, like, 9 or 10. Yeah, stores and... stay open. And theme park rides, like, the, the the only thing that was ever better than that was when I was a CP at Animal Kingdom, because they didn't do anything at night for the safari back when I was a CP. So, in the wintertime, we closed at 5 o'clock because the sun was going down and we needed to. Do you remember the old commercials for Animal Kingdom, not as two? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Uh, so fucking catchy, and I hate it. <laughs> fucking hate it. You know what the best part is? It kind of is in some points. Cause yeah. There's just random animals on display. And over there, you'll see some elephants fucking. Yeah, I saw that quite a few times. I saw I saw lots of uh, nature having its way. As a matter of fact, you have a famous story that you've already told on the show. 
where they were fucking all around you. It it was sex on it, it was sex on one side from the mandrills, and the big male elephant was pooping with a fifth leg. So, I at that point yes. I. I just turned uh, my microphone off because everybody on the okay. truck was laughing and nothing I said in that moment was going to change anything. Nobody was paying attention to me at that point, so there was no point in continuing speaking. You thinking he was, he was going to get a blumpkin? Jesus Christ. Well, that's the show, everybody. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it is December. The holiday season is upon us. Well, whoop-dee-doo and dickery-dock, and don't forget to hang up your sock. So, when I worked at the warehouse, we had a very bad habit of altering song lyrics to be wildly inappropriate, because we're just wildly inappropriate people. And when you would get an alternate song lyric, everybody would sing it very, very loudly. So, here comes the part on the radio... A whoop de doo and hickory duck, and don't forget, and all in unison, at least five people in the warehouse would go to suck on my cock. Aggressively, too. And he'll be coming down the chimney. <laughs> what Chris doesn't tell you is that his warehouse job was right next to a daycare. No, I'm just I don't know if that's true or not. I just made that up. Are you trying to just get me arrested for Christmas? Like <laughs> Like, what are you, you doing? telling the kids to suck That's... on your cock. You were just saying someone to suck on your cock. No, we were next to an oil warehouse, and I don't—I won't say the other one's name, but they were our direct competition. And all I know is that I almost applied for a job with them, and that would have been friggin' hysterical to go to the competition literally across the street and just wave to them as I pull into work. Hi. <laughs> It's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm out, but I'm not going far. Well, they had a shift I was really tempted to take, but I talked myself out of it because I had a feeling I was going to end up hating it in the long run. You only had to work three long days a week, but unfortunately it was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I'm like, God, that if that was any other three days, even just one weekend day, I would have taken it. But to take away all three days that could be considered a weekend... I couldn't do it. I'm like, I mean, that'd be amazing to have four days off, but I'll never be able to do anything on those four days. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. I love that Twitter account, by the way. Eric, have you seen that? You don't spend a lot of time on Twitter, but. (laughs) No, I actually don't spend any time on Twitter. (laughs) I know. I, I think you followed me like five years later after I followed you. Yeah, you you sent me an invite. And I literally checked it this year, I think, and I was just like, "Oh, I know him." Oh, yeah, <laughs> tech, tech Badger has followed me, and I was like, "Well, it's about fucking time, Eric." <laughs> so it was Daniel Craig was hosting SNL one weekend, and the weekend was their musical guest, and he has to introduce him like two or three times during the show, and he just kind of goes, "Ladies and gentlemen," and like shrugs the weekend. He says it so nonchalantly. Like, like he has no idea who it is and is not excited. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, the weekend. As opposed to when Sir Patrick Stewart was on, he went, ladies and gentlemen, salt and pepper! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Daniel Craig, though. Like, 
He can get away with it. <laughs> I mean, he's banging rich boys. I will remove these restraints and leave the door open. And you'll drop your blaster. And I'll drop my blaster. So, yes. The, the weekend. Well, somebody made a Twitter account. And every Friday they post it. They yep. post that clip. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs> every Friday without fail, they post the clip. And I, it, it makes me giggle every time. And now he's a meme, and he probably hates his life. Yeah, well... Dude, I would embrace being a meme. So would I. You know who wouldn't, though? Exhibit. Because he didn't? Yeah, he hates <laughs> the sup dog meme. He had the greatest memes. At least for that for that did time. You, did you notice that the, that good guy Greg embraced being a meme, but scumbag Steve did not? Well, I mean, I guess when your meme is only negative and making fun of you all the time. He's like, my mom yeah. bought me that hat. She, oh, I actually saw a, a, a like a meme thing where, uh, you know, the one where like the the little black kid is like looking like something weird's going on, and he's like holding on to like a Bojangles cup or something like that. I think it was Popeye's cup. He's in high school and just won state championship in football. Good for him. Feel old yet? Yeah, that's what the caption was from ESPN. Well, like the. Go- <laughs> Well, you see pictures of, like, the Goosebumps girl grown up, and then the girl in the meme with the smiling with the house on fire, like, she's grown up, and you're just like, what What even is life at this point? My favorite one is the uh, the stock couple doing the the guys checking out the girl as they're, yes. they're walking by, and that's, like, actually what they are. They're a stock photo couple, and they're in, like, a hundred stock photos. Are they even an actual couple, or are they just a couple in stock photos? They're a couple in stock photos. I don't know their life story, but... <clears throat> but they probably uh... bang on photo set. <laughs> God, nothing? Was... No, I was... <laughs> I was going to say something, but... Yeah, I, you I can! can. No, this is I our can... platform! No, but I can't this add to voice. what... I can't add to what you just said. Like, there... You said you said what needed to be said, and yeah. Is there, there <laughs> pornography stock photos? It's just a fill-in. <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't for a photo out. shoot or a video shoot. <laughs> fill-in. So, uh, anybody watched anything interesting the last seven days, Dan? <laughs> uh, I finally finished Vision. Visions. Visions. Yeah, the Star Wars uh, animated. Oh, yeah, I haven't watched that. I haven't seen that either, but I've, I'm sure it would be good. I haven't seen Visions or What If. Oh, What If is good. Yeah, I need to just, like... Okay, so this is something I'm... Dan actually kind of inspired me. We're going to talk about what Dan's doing in just a minute here, but you actually inspired me. One of the things I'm going to do in 2022 is I'm going to just make an effort during spare time to do a full-on movie series catch-up on things I either haven't seen in a long time or have never actually seen if I'm missing stuff. And I've got, like, a whole list of things planned out. So, like, there'll be obvious stuff like Star Wars, right? But I'm going to sit down and just rewatch all of them. Um, same thing... a whole month? Pretty much. I mean, I might do, like, two or three... 
a, a day on like a, a day off or something, you know, just like kind of have a movie marathon when I got nothing else to do. <clears throat> I'll probably put them on while I'm working on some of the projects I want to work on. Cause I'm going to start working on Chris ranks the universes for YouTube. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go see Encanto and that's the 60th film. So I'm going to make a video project out of my original ranking concept but I'm going to insert Raya and the Last Dragon and Encanto, and then I'll have 60 items to rank. So all I got to do, and I, I think I know where Raya and the Last Dragon fits in on the list, so I just have to see Encanto, figure out where on the list I'd want to put that, and then I just have to wait until I have a copy of it that I can use for editing purposes. So I can make a video. Because Eric hooked me up with a video editor. And that was very cool of you, Eric. You're welcome. It's not like I designed it or anything, but I'll take the credit. Well, I didn't say you designed Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> Dude, Dude you... If, if I created something like that, I, and, uh, I'd, be, I'd definitely be getting paid a lot more than what I'm getting paid right now. Well, yeah. <laughs> but Also, I'm pretty sure I'd be allowed on every movie set I've, uh, I want. <laughs> Just be like, yep, he's, uh, he's here to do stuff. So yeah, that would be that would be fun, right? Just walk in. He's here to do the thing, especially yeah. if it's a movie set where something really secret's happening, and you just show up. It'd be like I'd be like that weird guy, even though I wouldn't be in the movie, but you'd still wouldn't kick me off set because, like, still kind of famous. That's how I want to be like Nicolas Cage, right? Nicolas Cage should probably do whatever he wants on any set, even though he's not even in the movie <laughs> because he's, he's Nicolas Cage. You know what I mean? Like, who's going to kick him out? You know who can't do it's whatever kinda... he wants on, on a movie set? Tom Holland. Oh, you, you know who I was going to say? It was going to be really bad. <laughs> R. R. Kelly. Jesus. All right. Anyway, Dan, how you doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> I so heard... I mentioned last week, like towards the end of the episode, that I was doing a project, a uh, countdown to Christmas, an advent event. An Advent event, hmm, where I was watching a different Christmas movie or special every day leading up to Christmas. I got a list of 24 movies and specials, and I'm using random.org to generate the number, and I'm going to watch that thing every day. So, we are on the 7th, so I am a week in. So the first movie I saw was 8-Bit Christmas. It's brand new. It's on HBO Max. I've heard it's like a, almost like a modern day Christmas story in a way. Yeah, but it takes place in the eighties. What is it about? A kid just well, okay, so it's Neil Patrick Harris as an adult, and he's trying to tell the story to his daughter while they wait for her grandparents to come back home. And all he wanted for Christmas nineteen eighty eight was a Nintendo Entertainment System. And, I can understand that life. Yeah, considering that for like 88, 89, 90, 91, that's what I wanted. And I didn't get it any of those years. <laughs> and so he tells the story. It's like a flashback to 33 years ago when this all happened. And it's, yeah, it's a Christmas story, but it's in the 80s and he wants a Nintendo. I mean, so did I. 
There is, I have to, I, I'm making notes about certain things. There is a part in the movie where you think a dog dies. The dog does not die. That is well, still, the, that, that is the most important website ever made, by the way, is doesthedogdie.com. Because there's, so there's the rich kid in town has a Nintendo and he's a jerk. And he loses the game, and he throws a fit, and he drops me, freaking jump kicks the TV, and the TV falls on the dog. Oh, God. You don't drop kick the TV while the dog is in the room. No, you just whip your controller at the wall like a, like a gamer should. Yes. Right. Bring out your remember tile. The first week of the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> oh, my God. All the all the broken drywall and shattered chandeliers and some girl almost got her head taken off in my apartment by a flying Wii controller because we were we were pissed drunk because we were in college and we were I I was hosting the party everybody was drinking we were playing with the Wii and my old buddy Josh did not put the wrist strap on and we were playing Wii bowling. And he got super into it, and he just whipped the controller out of his hand, and it whizzed past this girl's head, like grazed her ear in the slightest. But I mean it whizzed. And then he comes back. He comes back over with the controller, hands it to me, and gives me a hug. He's like, he's like, I love you, man. <laughs> what the fuck? He was drunk. He needed a controller. There were so many broken TVs that year. I so bet. many broken TVs. You know what I distinctly remember about the Wii? Is that it still had the old connections for the uh, tube televisions? Because when I got my nice little flat screen TV, uh, playing the Wii was really awkward on it because I had the HDMI hookup for my 360. So I was playing Grand Theft Auto 4 in sweet HD, but the Wii was still letterboxed. Oh, or you're talking about the four um... by three. Yeah. Uh, the RF thing, the radio frequency. Yep. No, it was still, it was uh, yeah. doing, it wasn't doing RF. It was doing the um the regular. The Koyax RCA, cable. The regular RCA cable. Yellow, white, and red. Yeah. But oh, you could okay. get, you could uh, composite. get, you could get a separate one and you could have red, green, blued it. And also with the same adapter, you could. HDMI. Well, but at least they knew. At least they knew that you could do it eventually with well, their my hardware. Was broken, ended up breaking <laughs> at some point. So this is the generation where Microsoft is just like, you're gonna play your games on the internet, and you're gonna need an HDI, uh, HDMI cable, and everyone's like, whoa, 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 we can't afford all this shit. And, but they were like, they were pushing the technology, so I appreciate what Microsoft did. Meanwhile, Nintendo's just like. You know, there's a lot of poor people out there who can't still using black and white TVs. We got you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still $250 for a console and $50 yeah. for any game. But it was like $500 for the other. You could have bought two Wiis. Yeah. Well, P- PS3 came out. It was fucking $600. Yeah. And they had to take out everything that was worth it to make that price go down. <laughs> When they lost the backwards compatibility with the PS2, I was so pissed off. That was the first thing they did because that dropped the price by like almost $100 alone. Yep. 
I'm so disappointed that like I, I'm really upset about this. So I had a first generation PS3, and then my, I think my dad sold it, mm. and I'm just like, "Fuck me, man!" A working first generation PS3. It looked ugly as fuck, but that backwards compatibility uh, compatibility was awesome. <laughs> Anyway, so the second thing I got was, on the second, was Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. It's available on Amazon Prime Video, so if you have Prime, you can watch it for free. I always liked that a lot when I was a kid. Well, I, it was kind of met until the talent contest pops up. Yeah, but that's probably the part that I liked the most when I was a kid, too. And then, and then, you know, as they prepare... You know, the classic thing of, well, there's this thing that he, the person really, really wants, but in order for me to get that, I have to sell the thing he needs more and vice versa. And that's what they do. He uses the tools, but if I sell it, I can get a better outfit so I can win the contest, and then I can get him the guitar. And then he's like, well... If I put a hole in the wash tub, which is the whole reason why my mom makes money, I can do the jug band, and then we win the contest, and then get her Piana. The Piana. Guess, guess what happens? They lose. Because the bad guys are just fucking better than them. <laughs> it's. Cl- I, I don't. I mean, it's. It was classic for. When you were a kid, it's not something that, like, if you watch now, you're going to be blown away by, but... And then they're all walking home sad, and then they're like, what if we mixed our musics together? It'd be a better thing. And then the one guy that told him, you need a thing to stick out, and you'll be better. And he's like, oh, hey, you want to, like, be the house band at my restaurant? And now you'll make money, and you don't have to die. Correct. Congratulations. So that's Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. You know what? I'll say this. If, you ha- if you've if you never seen it before, give it a try. It's classic Muppet-style stuff, but... It's Muppet stuff. Your kids will probably like it. Especially when the bad guys put their song, because it's badass. It actually is, yeah. The bad guys are actually just better. So. Bad guys are just better. Number three for the third was a Garfield Christmas special. Classic. And I believe all of Garfield and Friends, including the Christmas special, is legitimately available on YouTube on a Garfield and Friends page. Yeah, it's an official page, too. Yes. So you like for free? Yeah. Yeah. You can just watch Garfield and Friends. Just watch Garfield and Friends. They have the Halloween and Thanksgiving specials up there, too. Yeah, because now that I watch the Christmas special, those are popping up all the time on my YouTube. <laughs> yep, because that's what what happens to your algorithm. You watch one thing, and it's like, oh, well, you would love these th- ten, th- ten things as well. Oh, cool. Well, maybe I'll watch the Thanksgiving special in eleven months when Thanksgiving comes back around. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, let me just I actually time travel have a funny story about the algorithm shit. I was uh, so you guys know work. I work on restaurant equipment. Uh, I, my phone was out cause I was searching for a, uh, uh, service manual for a piece of equipment and somebody I was asking about a senior discount for like 
the coffee or whatever. And my phone picked it up, and now I'm getting all these senior ads and AARP stuff. I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I looked you up. You think that microphone's off. It's not. I, lo- I went to the Skylight Frame page to look at it because Skylight Frame's one of the podcast sponsors that I – of one of the few podcasts I actually listen to outside of this channel, which is not many. But, like, I'm like, the Skylight Frame does sound really cool and the price sounds reasonable. I might look into just getting one of those for fun. Well, guess what pops up as an ad? Everywhere. Everywhere. Same. It's targeted. Same thing happened when I looked at the Helix mattress, and the same thing happened when I looked at Magic Spoon. That's targeting. They're targeting. Dude, I did one of those one of those online colleges. I like went to the website for five minutes, and I got a phone call within five minutes. Oof! Did you have to put in a phone number? Well, because I was actually like doing research about something, I, something to do. And so I put in like my info as I was like interested in more information. Oh, and, and I was expecting you. to get like a catalog of courses or whatever in like a month or two. No, five minutes later I got a phone call. Like, oh, uh, th- uh, this isn't how this works. And I was like, whoa, whoa! I was expecting to like get a catalog in a month or two, and he's like, no, we try to be paperless. <laughs> well, I try to not talk on the phone, so sale o- yeah. off over. Yeah. Click. Anyway, so Garfield Christmas uh, is actually very good, especially now that you, especially if you're an adult, and you can understand what they're saying and what they what and what they mean, especially between Garfield and Grandma doing this. The Grandma's a badass. Grandma's awesome. And then uh, I love that John and Doc Boy are still little kids at Christmas. Yeah, at one thirty, trying to. It's technically Christmas morning. I mean. You know what? That's the type of log- logical shit I used when I was a kid. So, did you ever oh, yeah. go through? Did you go through phases in your life with Christmas? Because when I was a kid and I was excited for Christmas, I could never sleep on Christmas Eve. I would toss and turn. I'd be up at like four a.m. I couldn't get back to sleep and everything. And then when I got a little older, and I wasn't as excited for it. Then I would want to sleep till like 10 in the morning, and that's when my dad would be the one banging on the doors, getting me and my sister up. Like, come on, guys, it's Christmas. We go to open presents. It was a complete reversal. Nope, because I've only been able to sleep on Christmas Eve to Christmas in the last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Literally yeah, the last that. couple of years. I feel like... Uh... I was super excited one Christmas, and I, I feel like that was the year that I got the PlayStation. Like, I could not sleep, because I knew that they got me a console, and I, I knew I just didn't know which one. Was it a 64, so I could play the 64 game I got? It, <laughs> or was it, it a PlayStation, which I had no idea what their fucking library was? It was an Atari Jaguar. Yo, if they would have gotten me, like... We got you a Sega Genesis. I'd be like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> it's a <laughs> what the fuck's a 3DO? <laughs> it's a ColecoVision. Uh, Son of a bitch." Uh, but no, that that was it's the a last ColecoVision time that I was with with Smurfs Rescue is the game they got you. 
outside of that, I feel like I've been okay because we didn't we we celebrated Christmas, but not in the hey wake up we got presents and stuff let's open them. It was it was more like hey we're uh, we're gonna go take a trip over here like little vacations either like picnics or see family and whatnot. So we got the presents in the month, but we just didn't know what day was going to happen. That's actually a cool way to do it. Their reasoning for it was uh, Santa can't deliver all the presents in one day, so you'll get it when you get it. <laughs> God, that's their way of saying so he's saying we can't find this thing. <laughs> that or we ordered it and it should have been here, but it's not here. Cause uh let's be real. The USPS not on their game. Did you ever uh did you ever ask for something for Christmas and your parents couldn't get it for you, so they put that in Santa's letter? Like Santa left you a letter apologizing for not being able to get you something. That happened to me one year. I really wanted this monster truck playset, and they weren't able to get it. So they had this intricate letter from Santa Claus written about how he just couldn't manufacture enough in time, but he would make sure that I he was good. It was something really funny because it was my mom that wrote it. It was something like I'm going to advance something to your parents so that they can pick it up for you or something like that. And I was like, oh, cool, because I was like, you know, four. <laughs> so I believed it. Then I, I learned Then I learned that was my mom's handwriting. I did something that actually made my dad cry, and I don't know if it was sad cry or happy cry or, or what. I'm pretty sure it was sad cry. I, I want to put him on blast because he's great. He's great now. Dude, what the fuck? Well, like, he had a drinking <laughs> problem. And I remember one year, they asked me what I wanted for Christmas, and I said... I want my dad to be happy so he stops drinking. All right, can we go back to a happy topic? Because that's just dep- <laughs> Dude, that's depressing as hell. <laughs> oh my god! I think I broke my dad that year. No, I no shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no shit! God damn! So on, the, on the fourth, it was Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Oh yeah, I I didn't want to comment when I saw you were watching that. I was I was like I'm gonna wait to see what he thinks of it, and then I read your review, and you're like you said exactly the same thing I said the first time I watched it. What's it is the review on, on Disney it? Plus. The review is it's not great, and every section is too long. <laughs> but it came out in '99, so it wasn't for me to, ever to begin with. So, uh, it's three shorts. One of them is. Huey, Dewey, and Louie wish that Christmas was every day, and then all of a sudden Christmas is every day, and they realize that's awful, and then they <laughs> stop being selfish little boys, and then Christmas moves on to the next day. But it's like 25 minutes long. Yeah. The next one is Goo's Max gets told by Pete that Santa isn't real, and so Goofy's going out of his way to prove Santa's real. I didn't, and it I, goes for 25 minutes. Yeah, but I kind of liked that one just because we don't get enough Max in anything. Yeah, and it's like uh, we had Goof Troop a few years before this, and now Max is like six. He went from <laughs> 12 to six. <laughs> and the That's third one is 
Mickey and Minnie are too poor, and they hawk the thing that the other person was going to buy a thing for for Christmas to get the other person to think for Christmas. Yeah, Rugrats already did that. And, as we mentioned earlier, Emmett Otter Otter essentially did that. Yeah, yep. It's been done. It it was nothing. It's nothing new. Mickey's good with his harmonica. His harmonica looks nice. So me is going to get him a nice case for his nice harmonica. But he hawks his harmonica so he can get her a nice necklace for her nice watch. But, but she, she hawked her watch to get the harmonica case. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's, no, it's been bad. done. <laughs> it's been done. Yeah. Um, and it goes for like 25 minutes. Speaking of Max, you ever get the the meme where it's it's literally Max and Goofy and on the top it goes 15-year-old you. It's just like Come on, Goofy. Let Max do his thing. It's so important to him. And then as you get older, you're like, come on, Max. Go on that trip with Goofy. It's so important to him. I know, right? <laughs> this is how we know we're we're growing up. What about the one where it's like, where it's Ariel freaking out at her dad and being like, Dad, I can do whatever I want. He's like, no, you can't. You're 16. And you're just like, well, crap. I'm agreeing with the parents in Disney movies now. So it's all over. <laughs> Son of a bitch. We've changed. We've reached that age. <laughs> We're now siding with the parents in movies and this is this is how it ends, guys. It's uh, just like just watching the world on repeat. Like, come on, we've been through this shit before. <laughs> how we we can't evolve. We can't learn. We never will. It's because we just can't talk to each other and tell each other exactly how we feel. Exactly. Uh, next movie it was Fred Claus on the 5th. It's on HBO Max. How is that? Because I've never seen that. I always kind of wanted to. I actually really enjoyed it. Isn't it Vince Vaughn is Santa's brother, right? Yes. Okay. And Santa is... Um... Come on, I just had it. Paul Giamatti is Santa. Oh, that's awesome. And you know he's fucking great and everything. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's like four, from fourteen years ago, and I'm like, I don't. Why did I not see it? Yeah, I've heard. Really that, I've heard it's a good one. I feel like anything uh, with Vince Vaughn in it's great, and I haven't seen it. I mean, Vince Vaughn is playing Vince Vaughn as normal. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, also note, Kevin Spacey is the bad guy. So if that's a deal breaker for you, then that's a deal breaker for you. No, that doesn't affect me. But he is the bad guy. I mean, he is the bad guy, so... <laughs> but this does not mean you're a bad guy? No. No, it does. <laughs> but I really enjoyed this, and I'm actually welcome to add it to my yearly watch list. See, what's funny, what you made me laugh with, you're like, oh, well, Vince Vaughn's in it, so it has to be good. And the first thing I thought of, well, the Lost World Jurassic Park exists, so... No. That had Postle Thwaite and What's-His-Face in it together. Oh, yeah. Everybody makes good. mistakes. Everybody poops. Jeff Goldblum? Were you going for Jeff Goldblum, or were you going for somebody else? No. No, I was going for... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Another... 
bit player guy that just does things, and but he's awesome and everything. The Rock? Yeah. Peeps. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't think it was The Rock. Although I, I did like see The Rock, Rock in a thing this week. I can't name a bad movie he's been in, really. Like, if I really think about it, there's been movies that were not for me. You're talking about The Rock he... now? Yeah. Well, sorry. But I was just mentioning The Rock, so. Uh, Stamari. Peter Stamari and Pete Fosselthwaite were in this movie. Oh, there okay. you go. Chris. We're in the last I was world. stalling for time for Dan to figure out who he's talking about. Peter Stamari. <laughs> Fucking greatest. No, but what you did was now I am bringing up a list of The Rock's movies to see if you are wrong in this assumption. I saw The Rock movie during this week. It was Red Notice with Ryan Reynolds and, and Gal Gadot. And it was good. I liked it. What'd you think? I enjoyed it. It's uh, let's, let's go with like modern heist movies meets uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. That sounds interesting. But of course, Dwayne plays Dwayne, and Ryan Reynolds plays Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> and Gal Gadot plays this badass hot chick. Well, that's her in a nutshell. <laughs> but it's rather enjoyable. So she plays herself, <laughs> pretty much. Anyway, yesterday I watched the OG Grinch, which of course is a GG goat top ten. On almost everybody's list. Watch oh, it every year. It's pretty fantastic. Much since, pretty much since I was like two or three. Every year, without fail, OG Grinch. It's 24 minutes long. It's just a reading and basic animation of the book. And they've tried to duplicate it and make it better, and they never have. There's been two two shots at it. One of them was just recent, was a few years ago, with Benedict Cumberbatch. And the OG 24-minute one is the freaking GG Go. Yeah, it's great. There's nothing else to say about it. It's fantastic. And today, after some uh, uh, East Coast Amazon <laughs> server mix-ups, I finally got around to watching The Santa Claus with an E at the end. I saw that in the theater. I believe I did as well. And I saw a second one in the theater as well. <laughs> but that was when I was in Canada. Santa Claus is technically Canadian. Hmm. No, nothing? No? Okay. <laughs> no, they're how, actually... How are you thinking this? Well... Where are you going with this? <laughs> no, I... <laughs> There's 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 not really, like, a joke there. There's an actual address you can send letters to Santa Claus... And it's a Canadian address. And they'll actually, like, respond and stuff. The North Pole is in Canada. Um, This movie's still actually pretty good. And you would think that everyone that's acting like he's not Santa, it would be, like, more outlandish. And it's like, no, it's pretty legit. It's like, hey, stop with the Santa crap. Stop with the Santa crap. Okay, you're endangering our child. We're going to have to do a thing about that. Oh, you're continuing. We're just going to have to just get the cops here now. And he wasn't lying. Wasn't lying. Are you going to watch Jingle All the Way? It is not on the list. Okay. 
I was trying to prioritize ones I hadn't seen or in a long time or and then also the ones I watch pretty much every year was the priority list get all the goats but also get ones I haven't seen in forever or never seen and this was one I haven't seen in quite a while I will 100% watch Jingle All the Way given an opportunity to do so because it's so cheesy and so much fun. So we are a week in, and I'm getting worried because I have three versions of the Christmas Carol, and none of them have come up yet. <laughs> I have well, Muppets, the one with Patrick Stewart, and the one with Jim Carrey, and I'm getting worried that they're going to happen. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on that, on that animated Jim Carrey one. Because I did not like it. There's nothing inherently wrong with it, but there's nothing to make it stand out from other Christmas carols except that it's got the, it's got some animation behind it. Like, I don't really know what else to say there. So on my list still is Elf, which I have never seen in, in its completion. I've what seen Pieces, Parts, and The Last Section. It, multiple times and I've never seen the entire movie. Yeah, Elf is one of those ones where you generally you tend to see it in spurts because Well, yeah, because it's playing everywhere and your chances are you're not really there to see the movie. You're Did I ever tell you about the first time I actually sat down and watched A Christmas Story on DVD? It was literally the first time I'd ever actually sat down to watch it and I didn't understand what was happening because I'd seen it on TV so many times. I didn't know which parts of the movie were where. Mm -hmm. And like I actually didn't understand why this part was at the beginning and this part was at the end. And that it just it didn't like register with me that that's how the movie was formatted. Because all I knew were scenes from the movie, but I didn't know what order they went in. Chris, and do you want to continue your a Christmas story story? Do I? There's not really a Christmas story story to tell. You went to the house this weekend. Oh, God, I thought you... My brain thought you cycled <laughs> back to Christmas Carol. I was like, Christmas Carol? Like, I, no, I'm done talking about that Jim Carrey thing. I want to know what you... Yes, no, I'll, I'll talk about the, uh, the Christmas story house. So, this past weekend, I was checking off another state. And that was Ohio. Which... At one point, and uh, Mark, if you're listening to this, I know you're the one that got the got got the text message. But at one point, I was t I was typing in something, and I, I think it was something. I was talking to Mark because he had messaged me asking me a question while I was on my trip, and I said, "Hey, I'll get back to you in a minute. I'm actually on vacation right now. I'm in Ohio, and because because it's Mark, I said, oh, hi, Mark,' at the same time. <laughs> I did not hit her." Oh, hi, Mark. So he, appreci he appreciated that. So they have the Christmas Story house in Cleveland, Ohio. Yes, the movie takes place in Indiana, but the house they use to film is in Ohio. And when you go on the tour, you get to go into the actual house, and they've got it laid out with, um, with all of the... I don't I don't know if it's like the exact props from the movie with certain things but they've got you know it looks like that 1940s era furniture they've got they have like the radio that Ralphie sits in front of and it's actually playing the little orphan Annie broadcast they have the phone upstairs 
where he learns the word fudge, and if you pick up the phone and listen to it, they have the whole conversation of where Ralphie learned the word. Of course, they've got replicas of the leg lamp that you can take pictures with, but they start telling you about the history of the house and everything. So when the creators found the house, they went down to the local bar and discovered that the guy, (laughs) the bartending the bar, was the guy that lived in the house. So they kept buying him drinks until he agreed to rent the house out to them. And they put him up in a nice hotel downtown, and they used... The house itself in the movie is used in any shot inside the house where you can actually see the windows and everything. Otherwise, they had a soundstage in Canada where they did a lot of the interior shots. But if there was, like, a distinctive window, that was actually the the uh, the house itself. So just as an example, when the father first gets the major award, right, that was all being shot inside the house. But, like, when they're at the dinner table, for example, that was shot in a studio. So that, that was pretty much the main differences. You can stay in the house. It's hard to shoot in an actual house because you need... Room? <laughs> yeah, All exactly. that room for all the equipment and stuff and the other people. Exactly. You need, like, your living room needs to be twice as big <laughs> to make a, your living room work for a television show. Right. That's why most most places are shot like that. They they will utilize some shots in the actual house, but but they still said, like, a good... 25% of all the the filming in the house was was done there. And that's still significant in the grand scheme of filming. So so it's like a weird thing, because I've seen pictures and some videos before where it's like the history of the house and the history of this, but also it's about the history of the, sh- of the movie, too. So it's like a double museum. Well, yeah, because they tell you, like, how they how they found the cast members, how they did certain shots. Um, his teacher in the movie was actually pregnant, so they gave her a suit to, to hide it. And she spends most of her shots sitting behind the desk. Then they start asking, like, do you know how this was filmed? Like, did, uh, did his friend really stick his tongue to the flagpole? And they said they, it was one of those props where they used a suction machine... Mm-hmm. And th- that's how he technically got his tongue stuck. They also left him there after one of the shoots, left him stuck to the pole because the kid was a prankster. So they decided to prank him back. He kept nice. pranking everybody on set, so they got him with it. Uh, I posted a bunch of the pictures on Facebook. Did you see the one of me under the sink? Because they. I, mean, I went through all of them, so I saw it eventually. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh... They let you sit under the sink where he hi- where uh, little brother hides. Daddy's gonna kill Ralphie. And let me tell you, that was very difficult to get in and difficult to get out. But I did it under my own power because I'm too old to be doing shit like that now. But it's just it's just really cool the way they have a lot of the stuff from the movie. Here's what they don't have: they do not have the leg lamp. Because only three of them were made, two of them were broken for the movie, and they were all thrown out. So the leg lamp doesn't exist. They also do not have the bunny suit because Peter Billingsley still owns it. 
and the cowboy costume. They are hoping to get it from him at some point, but he still wants to keep a hold of it, so. But, yeah, uh, they do have a lot of other real stuff, so. And I took, I t- anything that they had that was legitimate, I took pictures of it, so. No, it's it's cool. It's a fun little tour. And then Yeah, I saw that like they had like the suits from the from his daydream. Yeah, the the, the, co- the cops and robbers. They've got yeah. they've got the robber suits and everything. They've got the old man's jacket. Uh they have the mom's bathrobe. They've got the soap with the teeth marks. The office setup's actually pretty cool. The BB gun on display is one of the legitimate props. There were six of them used, and one of them is in that museum. Peter Billingsley also owns one. And I believe the director owns another one, and I don't remember what where the other three were. But No, it was just it was just a fun little tour. Like first of all, I didn't realize it was so close to my hotel or I probably wouldn't have even considered going. But uh, shout out. Oh, I took a picture of the A++++++ on the blackboard because the actress who played the teacher actually wrote that herself. So I was like, well, that's cool. I'll take a picture of that. Because that's actually her writing on it. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, more information than I was expecting and a lot of stuff I didn't know. And I've read the trivia for that movie before. So it was pretty cool. Um, also... There is a stray cat that hangs around by the gift shop and follows one of the workers around and they just care for the cat because he's a 10-year-old cat and he's friendly, so they care for him and I got to pet him. So I got to pet the Christmas story cat. If that's not a vacation highlight, I don't know what else could be. Because anytime you get to pet a cat is just a positive. Also, the- I'll second that statement. <laughs> Also, the gift shop had a Sally-themed leg lamp from Nightmare Before Christmas. I took a picture of it and sent it to our friend Heather, who's a big Nightmare Before Christmas fan, because I immediately thought of her. They also had a Jack one, but why would you want a Jack leg lamp? Like, the Sally one at least makes sense, right? But Jack, not so much. The gift shop has it's all Christmas story stuff, and then there's like... Three little sections dedicated to Nightmare Before Christmas, Elf, and Christmas Vacation. And I was like, well, all right, I guess they're going to capitalize on everything. If you want a shock Funko Pop, that's the place to go. Because they had like 50 of them. <laughs> Not lock or barrel, but they had shock. So if shock's your favorite character, you're in luck. Now, it was fun. And it was like a $13 ticket. So, like, why not go, right? Really cool little tour. Um, If anybody is ever planning to go, though, I'm going to warn you guys right now. The parking sucks. Because the only... It's a a house in a neighborhood. In a neighborhood. There is a parking lot that is free, but it has about 10 spaces. So, good luck. Could you imagine living next to that house? We were talking about that. Me and my friends were talking about that. We're like, because we were out in the yard, right? And while they're giving the speech and, you know, there's the house right next door. And you can see all the curtains facing that part of the house are pulled tightly shut. They're like, that has to suck. Imagine if, like, your bedroom is just overlooking the Christmas story house. 
Oh. I don't even want to live in the neighborhood for crying out loud. Like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> Just constantly cars going by being like, look over the house. But that wasn't the coolest thing I did in Cleveland. Dan, did you go through my other photo album? Yeah, a few. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame photo album? Because I was going to say, there was a lot of stuff in there I know you would have appreciated. Yep. Let's... Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> what are we doing? He's going through the pictures right now. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I guess we'll do that. So, right, right as we speak. Yeah, I went to some guitars. Yeah, I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, I took pictures of anything that I thought would have been of interest. Uh, there was a lot of really cool stuff, though, that they have there. Like, stuff you wouldn't necessarily expect. Um, so I'm I'm kind of looking through the pictures right now. Just There's a lot, like, these kind of places, they, like, um, borrow things from somebody for, like, a year or two. Oh, yeah. But it's it's just neat, like, what kind of props they have. Like, they've got one of the Elvis bikes... Um, they have, they have a bunch of Elvis stuff because one of the first sections that you go through is called the influencer section. So it's all these blues artists and jazz artists and everything that inspired rock and roll performances. And they have a bunch of Elvis stuff. Like they've got the the double guitar, which I've always loved double guitars. And then you start looking through and you start seeing all this other cool stuff. And then they kind of just progress on. And then it just goes like full on well we just have everything here so they've got like a whole case for the temptations i took a picture of that uh this is the santana case i'm looking through my pictures too and if you if y'all are friends with me on facebook you can see the gentlemen the weekend yes they yeah you got to that (laughs) uh talking heads i took a they have a bunch of ramon stuff which was really cool they got saya's wig or whatever (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of digging. Oh, they have like Tom Petty's entire outfit from the Rolling Stone cover. <clears throat> they have a couple of Tom Petty outfits, actually. Uh, I didn't take pictures of all of them, but I mean, the the Super Bowl stuff. I wasn't actually expecting them to have all this Super Bowl memorabilia from all these different shows, which I thought was actually really neat. Oh, they have like all a bunch of halftime show stuff. Yeah, did you see the left shark is in there? Or LL Cool J, stupid shark. Yeah, the Tom Petty stuff was actually pretty cool. The uh, they have Lady Gaga's outfit. Yeah, there's the weekend. I just passed that one. And then I started taking pictures of any any costumes of any bands that I thought would intrigue me. So like REM, they have Green Day stuff. They've got Prince, Elton John, Billy Joel. They have the Michael Jackson glove in there. I knew Eric would appreciate that. Yes. Here, since uh, I'll I'll be nice since you don't spend a lot of time on Facebook. I'll copy and paste some stuff into our little chat that you guys can't see, but. Eric can see, because Eric does. Eric's a Michael Jackson fan. 
I mean, he's the king of pop. Yeah. Well, here's some here's some pictures for you. King of soda. What? Oh, that fucking suit. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, I figured you'd appreciate that. Um, wow, Cobain's smash guitar. Yep, they've got Cobain's smash guitar, which is pretty cool. Uh, they got some. They got Bowie stuff. They've got the uh, the Guns N' Roses pinball machine. So of course I had to I had to get a picture of that. Good God! What? <laughs> yeah, dude. Dave it was Matthew's outfit from a, from MTV Unplugged. Did you see the Who stuff, Dan? I haven't gotten to that yet. Are you going backwards? You might be. I'm going by whatever the thing went. Okay. Well, I just I, I posted the Who picture in the chat for you. I had to get a picture of the Who's the Who stuff because that's Dan's band. There's a bunch of Van Halen stuff on that right now. And oh okay, yeah, Spinal Tap, of course. Uh, the Beach Boys, ZZ Top. That one was pretty cool. Of course, I had to get a picture of Bruce Springsteen's guitar because he's the boss. They got James Brown's suit, which is pretty cool. They've got heart stuff. They have, um... Oh, they have Flava Flav's clock. In case you uh, ever wanted to see that. They have one of the clocks. They sure do. I'm thinking some of your pictures didn't get sent through because I don't remember seeing any of these and they went through the entire thing. Because they probably got put up as if you have, if you go to the actual album on my page and start from the beginning, if you, instead of going to like the actual post, because I've noticed that myself. Yeah, because I didn't see any of this. I do like the uh, I took some of the hip hop pictures for some of my friends who I know are big hip hop fans. Like they've got the DMX jersey and and then of course they've got. They've got all the Beatles stuff. They've got the Rolling Stones stuff. And even though I wasn't huge on those bands, like, they're classics, right? So it's still cool to see. They've got John Lennon's piano. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of cool stuff to actually look at. I love Yeah, they have they have a Hendrix double guitar. I love double guitars. Now, of course, they have Bon Jovi, so I had to take a picture of that. Really, depending on which section you were looking at, depended on, like, if I was going to actually take a picture of something that I thought would be really cool. But, but I mean, there's there's a lot there. Like, I took a ton of pictures, and it's not even remotely close to everything that's in there. I took a pictures of a lot of the stuff that I thought interested me the most. Now, Foo Fighters just got inducted, so they have a ton of Foo Fighter stuff. I'm going to sh- put this one in the chat so Eric can see it, too. It's like an entire set of Foo Fighters. Goodness. Yes. Check that out. Did you know they just did the um, the Hanukkah sessions again? Did they? That's yeah, awesome. Dude. It's so great. It's like him and one of the, one of the other guys... And they do a different song by that was written by a different notable Jewish artist. Every so, day for Hanukkah. And it was freaking great. And it ended with rock and roll all night. 
I have the uh, I took a picture of some of the bands that I'm a fan of when I actually saw their plaques. They're like their induction plaques. Yeah, I went. I saw a bunch of those. <laughs> Which, of course, that's always really cool. Beastie Boys are in there. Same year, Guns N' Roses got inducted. NWA's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Of course, one of the ones I, I really liked was Nine Inch Nails, Depeche Mode, and the Doobie Brothers all went in the same year. Which is interesting to me. That's a group. They have, uh, they because of Eddie Van Halen's passing, they put all his stuff in one case and then put it out. So you can see a lot of Eddie Van Halen stuff. Uh, here's the one. I'm going to show Eric this picture. This is the one that kind of broke me a little bit when I saw it. Because I was just in awe of what I was looking at. Eric, please take a look. Uh, let me zoom in. <laughs> it's James Hetfield's guitar for you. I met him. For the rest of you. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I saw it and I was like, uh. <laughs> That's exactly my response when I met him too. <laughs> I'm just like, out of all the fucking places... I just, just was not expecting him there. <laughs> it's like, you're on my platform. I never thought I'd fangirl, but my pants are wet now. <laughs> <laughs> They're also tighter than they used to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. My favorite thing in there might have been the, the inspirational quote on the wall from Nigel Tufnell of Spinal Tap. These go to 11. I'm like, all right, that that might be a highlight. By the way, the Great Lakes are awesome to actually look at. Yeah. Because you can't see to the other side. Indeed. So it's like you're looking at the ocean, which is cool. Oh, I have a story. So I'm walking to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame from my hotel, which is about a five-block walk because you just go down the road, turn, cross a couple streets, and you're there. Which is why I took that hotel, so I could just walk there. And on the other side of the street, because it's Cleveland on Sunday, is a dead city, by the way. Very, very quiet. Very little traffic, foot traffic, too. Also, it helped that the Browns were on a bye week because the football stadium is right next door to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So... I was like, oh, this is a good thing, which means that there isn't going to be a ton of traffic because apparently the tailgate parking lot is where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. So that would have sucked. So I I didn't plan that, by the way. I just so happened to pick the week they were on a bye week. So it, I, it was luck on my side. So it's just me. I'm moving along. And on the other side of the highway of the, the sidewalk on the other side of the road is a homeless man walking the opposite direction. And he is shouting, because of course he is. Now, first I'm like, oh, that guy's having a loud phone conversation. Then I'm like, nope, that's a homeless guy just talking to himself. And as I was walking away, I realized he was actually talking to me. He was yelling at me for ignoring him and not racing across the street 
even though there was, wasn't really any traffic, it was still several lanes of highway, to give him money. And I'm trying to figure out what his endgame here was, because one of the things he explicitly shouted at me was, yeah, that's right, don't help a poor, lonely N-word like me. That's what he shouted. Was his plan that I would hear that and go, gee golly whiz, sir, I am so sorry to hear that. Well, here, let me run back and cross this highway and now magically give you money. What was the end game there? A, I wasn't carrying any cash. And B, no. That doesn't just make me turn around and immediately go, yes, I'm going to go help you. So what's the end game? What's the strategy? What the what? Somebody help me out here. You guys hoping somebody else would come, come across and be like, hey, that guy's racist, and then you'd be a racist. Yeah, that didn't work. Because there was no one else around. <laughs> I'm like, I'm broke as fuck too, man. I mean, I literally didn't have any cash that I could have given him. So this, this, it was going to be a losing situation anyway. But like, I'm sorry. If you're asking someone for help and you're rude about it, do you really think they're going to just turn around and help you? Like, I distinctly remember this, this happened, this happened when I was living in Florida. We were leaving the Taco Bell on 192. And some guy was like, hey, you got any spare change? And I told him I didn't, which was true. I didn't have any cash. And he goes, well, you can go use your card to go inside and buy me a meal. And I was like, no. And he's just, and he's like shouting like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Just don't, don't fucking help me. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why do you think being an asshole about it is going to miraculously make me turn around and be like, well, damn, I understand. I'll go help you now. No. Being an asshole doesn't get you anything in life, people. Just makes like some the, funny um, stories. Reminds me of the one the um Chris Rock bit where he's like, if you see a homeless person with a funny sign, they haven't been homeless long. And I kind of <laughs> feel the same way about someone that's rude like that. You ain't been homeless long, have you? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I see people. Like, I, I see people all the time when I was doing my delivery route standing on the street corner with the sign, right? And a lot of them just stand there and hope that a car is going to help them out. But then you see the ones that actually, like, actively coming up to the cars and, like, trying to knock on the window. Like, you know what you're gonna, you know what's going to happen? You're going to knock on the window of one of these people who's open carrying... And doesn't give a fuck, and they've been waiting for an opportunity like this. And, well, you don't have to worry about being homeless anymore. So, there you go. I, I, I never understood the end game behind being an asshole when you're begging for help. Like, I, I can understand desperation to an extent, but, yeah. Uh, but overall... I had a good time in Cleveland. There is one negative thing I will talk about. Uh, we went to a restaurant called the Haunted House Restaurant, which had a really cool aesthetic. It was like you were—it was like a theater setting, 
with a bunch of horror stuff. <clears throat> so, first of all, me and my buddy go to the men's room to wash our hands before we eat our dinner. And there's a Michael Myers in there who's, like, four feet tall. So I actually thought it was, it was like somebody's kid in a Michael Myers costume. But then the Michael Myers is just wandering around the restaurant, like, stalking people, right? So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it might still be somebody's kid, but they actually, like, work here. So that's actually pretty cool. It adds to the atmosphere. So we're looking at the menu, and of course all the food items are have theme names and everything, right? And I'm looking at the Ecto Burger, which it's an impossible burger, but it came with a lot of stuff that I like on it. And I was like, well, that actually sounds better than what their regular cheeseburger is. So I think I might get this. Michael Myers walks over, lifts the mask up, and it's a woman, a, a grown adult woman, not a little kid like I previously thought. And she's like, I recommend the Ecto Burger. Put the mask back on and then started walking again. And I was like, oh, that's just a really short woman. Okay. And then me and my buddy realized something. We're like, she was in the men's room with us. Just like standing behind us in the men's room. I'm like, she watched me pee. Is anybody else would find that a little awkward? I mean... Like, I, okay, I, I, I get the atmosphere, but that's a full-grown-ass woman that was just hanging out in the men's room, watching me pee. First time? <laughs> <laughs> um, if it's your birthday there, they play the purge announcement. Like, the emergency broadcast system comes on, and they... Everyone murders you? Well, somebody comes out with the purge mask, and they've got two sparklers, and they stand there, and then they play "Go Shawty, It's Your Birthday," and they dance till the sparklers run out. And I was like, "That's actually pretty cool." But then it happened like two more times, and it wasn't as entertaining the third time as it was the first time. Um, they do give you complimentary popcorn that they're popping right there in the lobby because it's got the movie theater aesthetic, so you can munch on popcorn while you're waiting for your food. Uh, but the negative thing about it was that the food was not good. And also, our orders got messed up. So, that was a little disappointing. It took forever to get the food. Then the food came out wrong. Because I remember, mine didn't have anything on it. It was like a plain burger. And the girl that was with us ordered her burger with no cheese, and they put cheese on it. So, we had to send our food back. And then when it came back, I don't even think they fully got mine right but i ate it anyway and i was like this just wasn't very good so the atmosphere was cool the aesthetics were great uh the the music was fun because they played like you know dokken from the nightmare 3 soundtrack and everything but uh dream warriors yeah it was just it was slow service the food was not very good so i I, I can't honestly recommend this place, unfortunately. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't regret that I went and, and tried it out, but... Um, uh, Vivian, if you're listening to this, please remind me what the name of that ice cream place that you guys took me to was, because that ice cream was effing phenomenal. So I will... I will highly... I will put them over, but I sadly don't remember 
what the name of the place was, but I got a brownie sundae and it was friggin' bomb ass. Also, tons of Spanish peanuts in ice cream. It tastes amazing. So. Ah, very good. Very good ice cream. Uh, no, fun trip. Uh, just, I was sick on Friday. And then I got sick Monday driving home because I had a horrible headache. And I ate some bad food that affected my stomach really bad. Actually, I had to pull over and, like, rest for an hour to make my stomach settle down and my headache go away so I could finish driving because it was downpouring the entire drive until like the last 35 minutes, which doesn't mean shit on a drive. That's almost six hours. So, uh, but the trip was fun and it's another state off the list. So now the question begs what state in 2022 will I visit next to check another one off the list? Because I got 19 to go. Should I go to Nashville? Get Tennessee off the list? Should I go to Yellowstone and get Wyoming off the list? And that would also get me to knock off Montana and Idaho too. Uh, probably Utah too because that's out there. I'd, I'd, I'd make an effort to to do all that. Should I go to the Pacific Northwest? Should I go visit? I Eric? mean, if you end up in Wyoming and Montana and all that, you might as well go a little bit extra distance. Yeah, but that is still a lot of distance between where Yellowstone is with those states versus Washington and Oregon. Because to get to the parts of Washington and Oregon you'd actually want to visit, you have to go all the way to the coast. And I don't know if that's necessarily worth it. Should I go to North Dakota? I mean, if you're going to be in Wyoming. And... <laughs> that's where I knocked all those off was was uh, was when I left the school in Canada. My father and grandfather and I popped over um, to Oregon where my uncle and aunt lived. And then we went all the way across the country. Knocked off quite a lot of states that way. Well, yeah, I would say so. I mean, from Washington to Michigan, I haven't been to any of those states bordering Canada. So, like, I, I got I got some work to do. On but meanwhile, my Canada is Ontario, and then skip <laughs> two places, and then go to Alberta. <laughs> well, the only Canada I have is Ontario, so. Yeah, he's went from Ontario, and I just, because I, I flew, so then I flew to oh, Calgary. <clears throat> I have only been to Toronto. That is the most Canada I've seen. I've seen Canada-ass Canada. <laughs> I really want to go to Montreal. That's that's actually on the, on the hit list. But, <clears throat> all right, well, that was my, that was my trip in a nutshell. Montreal. Uh, I, at one point I just took a walk around to just like look at stuff but in I mean, ohio are you are you high yeah there wasn't really anything to look at so and no i was not <laughs> i mean i got some of the states i'm missing though are going to be hard like iowa the frigs in iowa 
I'm sure we game. have a friend in Iowa somewhere. College football game. College football <laughs> game. Yeah. Yeah, I got when it, when it comes to Iowa, like I got nothing on that one. Uh, no, what I what we want to do is do like a little a little road trip. Shannon wants to visit some of the little house stuff, and the main little house place she wants to go to is in South Dakota, but it's on the very very eastern side. And I've looked it up, and it's like a ten hour drive from where we are. So I was like, well, that would be perfect. We could knock off Indiana. And Iowa, we could get to South Dakota, and then on the way back, we'd go up to North Dakota. We could drive through Minnesota, Wisconsin, hit up Michigan, say hi to Eric, and then that's seven states right there that I'd have off the list. Just show up at his door at 9 in the morning and call him. Well. Oh, I'll be awake. <laughs> yeah, no, that, no, no, no. With Eric, I got to show up late at night. That's like, what are you doing at 7 p.m.? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Hey, buddy. <laughs> I'm at the door. I, and and I mean, I do have your address, so I could just show up if I really wanted to. That is something that's an option for me. And what are you going to do? I, I thought about, like, just driving over and just knocking at your place at, like, 9 in the morning. But I would have to leave here at, like, midnight to do it. <laughs> Eric? Hey, buddy, can I just crash on your couch? <laughs> it's been a long drive. Like, listen, it's supposed to be a surprise, but I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also, <laughs> you being tired is not exactly breaking news either. I'm always tired. Yeah. It's my it's my superpower. That's That's my secret, Cap. I'm always tired. Yeah, good God. Like, I'm, I'm always, I'm always tired, but I've said that before. But, no, it was, it was a fun trip. I had a good time. I don't know if I will ever go back to Cleveland. I mean, it's not like there's... Pretty much done all the things there is to do. I mean, the only reason I could see me being like, I must return to Cleveland is if I actually decided to do like a game at every ballpark or something. But that's not something that I need to do. I did. Man, I'm so far behind on that. The one, the one I went to doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's fine because I saw the ballpark. So yeah, I see it's right next to the highway. <laughs> oh yeah. You literally get that, off the that highway and the arena that in the arena right next to I-90. You literally get off the highway, and the baseball stadium's right there, and the football stadium is next to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so you see it as you're walking there. And the arena's next to the baseball stadium. <laughs> yep. Very, very, very easy. So, Can't, couldn't miss anything like that. So, that's so that's cool. Like, I, I saw a lot of cool stuff. I got another state off the list. Um, the Cleveland Guardians... Yeah, well, I thought it still said Indians because I couldn't really read the font until the second time I passed it and I realized it actually did say Guardians on it already. So did you, okay, I don't know if you didn't know this, but like the day they installed the new sign in front of their team store, it fell that same day. <laughs> and it like, the like it broke off the edifice. Like it didn't just fall off, it broke off. 
That's awesome. Yeah, no. There's wall missing. No, my friends told me that story. So. The day they installed the new... This is the official Cleveland Guardian store. And they kind of didn't couldn't let anybody in the rest of the day. Because <laughs> there's a 200-pound sign on the floor. <laughs> and a bunch of broken wall. Yeah, that would do it. That would do it, all right. Uh, so, yeah, so. Nope, fun trip. Uh, glad I did it. Really annoyed with the, the sickness aspect. Um, but there's not really anything you can do about that. Like, I had a fever on Friday. So I was just like, well, this sucks. But you even went more cowbell with the Hall of Fame. <laughs> but I didn't have the fever when I woke up Saturday and I felt a lot better Saturday. Like I went to the doctor and they're like, we don't think you have COVID. We really don't think you, you have, you don't even have the flu. Like it could just be your body reacting to allergies or a really bad cold or something like uh, you know, go get some rest kind of thing. And I was like, well, that's cool. Cause my old doctor would have been like, you have everything. <laughs> I was like, give it to me straight doc. Do I have to go to work tomorrow? <laughs> you, had, you had doctor WebMD. No, I went to my actual doctor who's a competent person. And he, he's, he's like, I really, really don't think you're, you're sick with anything bad. Like, I think your body's just overheated. And when he took my temperature, it was already lower than when I had woken up. He's like, I think I think you're fine. Go home and get some rest. If you still feel like this tomorrow, you know, come back in and I'll I'll prescribe you something. But right now, I don't think, like, you have anything to worry about. And I didn't pay anything for it. For it. So, win-win. I'll you give know? you the dergs. Yeah, then I'll give you the dergs. And I woke up and I temperature was normal and I felt normal. So I was like, well, I'm going to I'm going to go on this trip. And I did and I felt fine and then I woke up Monday morning to drive home and I had a massive headache, which I've actually I actually still have a little bit of it lingering and it's been lingering for a while. It's been very on and off. And I don't know if it's sinus pressure, which it could be cuz I've cuz I got my throat's phlegmy and everything. But like I think my upset stomach was just from bad food that I ate at a sheets. Because I just ordered something and ate it quickly and got back on the road. And then my stomach got super nauseated. And I'm like, I'm going to die. And it was just it was just a stressful drive home with all the freaking the horrible rain and everything. So when I got home, I was just like, I'm home. I don't want to do anything. I just want to relax and freaking go to bed. Which is my general mantra anyway. Like when I get home from work, I'm just like, I just want to go to bed. Yeah. I wake up in the morning and I'm ready for bed, so. <laughs> All right, wake so. Up so early, you're just like, why the fuck did I even wake up today? <laughs> What's the point? I'm just going back to bed. Yeah, no. Good, good times overall. Uh. The next couple, I mean, I have a couple of vacations planned that would knock a ton of states off the list. And if I do one each year, then might be good after a while. Um, the only thing is, with any of these trips out to the Midwest, you have to be very careful about the time of year you plan. Because you're either going to run into horrendous blizzards, or you're going to run into tornadoes. 
So, got to find that magical time when nothing happens. So, Chris, yes. where did you grow up? New Jersey. Where in New Jersey? The north. The mountains. Anywhere near, anyone near Vernon? <laughs> yes, I may have grown up in a town called Vernon. Home of Action Park. Ah, you mean Traction Park. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> this week also on HBO Max, I watched Class Action Park. How would you like it? A documentary about a water park. About a shitty water park that killed people. How many people did it end up killing before they, like... The the documentary goes into specifics about three. I would imagine it was probably double that easy. Almost every single person that I know who has been there, not severely, but has definitely been injured to some degree. So the whole story, like every, like the first 20 minutes is just stories about the guy. And you're just like, holy fuck. Yeah, well, I didn't know anything about the guy. So that was, that was all news to me. Did you... Did you ever break something? Did you ever no, go? No. No, I never got hurt at Action Park, but to be fair... To be to fair, fair... I also didn't do the stupid bullshit that was there. So they had, like... Everything was illegal. Because was illegal. he was a scumbag that used to work in the... the um, in the high 80s of the stock market. So he knew how to hide things. <laughs> Even his quote-unquote insurance for the billing was just another shell company he made up. <laughs> and he would get ideas for rides, and they would make them, and then they would be there. And his ideas for rides were, what if we went so fast down a slide that we actually could do a loop-de-loop? Yeah, a water slide with a loop-de-loop, which was a horrible idea. And they talked about how, at one point, kids kept on getting scratches because kids earlier in the day would hit their heads and their teeth would embed in the loop-de-loop and then other kids would hit the teeth. Good God. That sounds fucking terrible. Other ideas? What if we Tarzan swung? And you just drop 20 feet into mountain river water. My friends loved that stupid thing. and So you would Tarzan swing, fall 20 feet, land in mountain river water. Which, even if it's 100 degrees, that water is 40 degrees. Yeah, people were constantly getting injured just because of that. So imagine you hit water, you realize it's 30 feet deep. And it's freezing cold, so your body just goes into shock. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a very very popular one, by the way. Oh, another one where it's just literally just jump 
20 feet into water. <laughs> just that, jump off this cliff. That water slide that came out like 20 feet above the water. <laughs> so it just, you yeah. just dropped. So oh. you're, you're like, you get shot out and then drop 20 feet. Into the yep. water. <laughs> he just got these ideas and he just put them together because he didn't think about the logistics of... Oh, and he had non-water rides, or some that still had water, but all of the cars and boats rides were right next to the beer pavilion. Or what about the um, the electrical currents that ran through so people like got electrocuted and died in the water because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Alpine Slide... The oh, well, one of the stories is they, they made a new slide, but the employees didn't think you, you got enough air on part of the slide. So they put the little slide things underneath it to make it higher. Uh, <laughs> make the I, bump higher. I can't. Yeah, and they had like 14-year-olds in charge of the place. Yep. Because that's like, ha- oh, hey, Chris, it's your third summer here. How would you like to be director uh, of security? <laughs> You're 14. See, I You're didn't in charge I, of security. See, I didn't work at the water park. I worked at the uh, ski resort because the ski resort, any injuries that happened there were just regular skiing injuries right there weren't any tricks going on there to to friggin kill you but the water park water park was bad 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 now those stories like the deaths and everything remember i was growing up in that town when those things happened so i was i remember like the news crews showing up and all the other crap that went along with it the the alpine slide with the one guy it's i mean i lived near a place that had like the alpine slides and it was like you break when you it gets too fast for you and stuff and story about the one guy is he his brakes didn't work that was the other thing is they didn't maintain anything so eventually those brakes don't work anymore and they don't give a fuck and what happened to one guy is his brake didn't work and he went flying, and he went headfirst into a large rock. Mm-hmm. And the rock won after a few hours. Mm-hmm. Which is terrifying. And, yeah. And he didn't have to pay anything because the ride isn't what killed him. It was the huge rock that killed him. Mm-hmm. And the huge rock is not part of the ride. Uh-huh. The best part in that documentary is when they're talking about the guy and it cuts to the the kid's mom. You don't know it's her yet. She just goes, I thought he was a fucking scumbag. <laughs> and the I'm like, well, that, that talks to the, the biggest shit about him, they end up becoming friends late in life. <laughs> like the woman that was like a journalist and he got her fired. Yeah. And he's like, well, after all that, we actually kind of became friends. Like, what? <laughs> oh, man. And it's always being interspersed with these 
segments of Ricky Rockman was there with MTV for like a week during like spring break. Yep, I remember that. And when MTV was there, that was a big deal. Eric, and do you have HBO like, Max? What the hell? I got HBO Max, yeah. Please watch this. What's it called? Class Action Park. Class Action Park. Please right. watch this. You will like it. You think like, wow, is this almost over? And you look and it's 40 minutes into an hour and a half. And you're like, there's more? Oh, <laughs> but wait, there's more. I mean, how long did it take them to like start investigating the place? A couple a of deaths, actually. That guy <laughs> knew how knew to, knew how to play the show game. He dead now because uh, back then the the rules for stuff like that was like you only had to report major injuries, and guess who gets to decide what injury is major? <laughs> he did. I'm assuming. Yep. yep. So he didn't report any. Because none of them are major. <laughs> no major injuries here. You came in with one arm. Move along, sir. I'm talking about seeing the people with the with like the orange spray. Because they had a people would come with their bumps and bruises and they'd have they'd go to like to the, the medical tent and they would just have they'd just spray a mix of alcohol and iodine on them. Yeah, so they had orange. So they'd have orange skin. And they had a game because of how much it stings. They had a game where they would spray you with you inside a circle. And if you didn't leave the circle, you would win a prize. (laughs) And word is only two people ever claimed the prize. Because it hurt so bad that people would like, you know, react and walk. It's high alcohol and then iodine. It's alcohol and iodine, like 80% alcohol and then iodine. And I bet you the prize is a <laughs> big pizza or something. <laughs> I think they said it was like only like a pin or <laughs> whatever. Oh, and also the entire place was paved with asphalt. So it's a it's a water park. And it's all asphalt. So everyone's got burnt and raw feet. Yep. Awesome. You get cheeseburger, hamburger feet. Oh, it's crazy. I wonder how this place even, like, how how it passed inspection. It didn't get inspected. Dude, you gotta watch the documentary. They explain everything. Like, the shit they got away with was incredible. And they got away with it. Because there was nobody to stop them. As a matter of fact, he didn't pay the state for the state use, the state-owned land, for long enough that they just gave it to him. Because they were tired of having to harass him every couple days. About paying his taxes on the state land. He knew what he was doing. I wish I could just stop paying taxes in the government. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Keep it. Imagine if things worked like that. You don't know the right people, Eric. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you weren't. You weren't 
Gordon Gecko before Gordon Gecko. Literally one of the things they said. <laughs> yeah, it's that, and that's the thing about the documentary. All that shit that they talk about is one hundred percent true. There's nothing made up in there. It all happened, and it all happened exactly the way that they say it happened. Dude, I'm telling you, I can't... I think this is why I'm so ingrained, like, to this tourist bullshit life, right? Because I grew up in Vernon, then I moved to Orlando, and now I live in Lancaster. What do all three of them have in common? And, like, hearing stories about guys talking about how, oh, yeah, I would just, like, get on my bike, and my parents would think I was going to Timmy's house, and was like, well, yeah, I went to Timmy's house to pick him up, because then we rode our bikes to Action Park, and we were at Action Park all day. Yep. My parents thought I was maybe playing Nintendo or something, but no, we were at Action Park almost dying. <laughs> and then they're just like, yeah, everybody had a story about almost dying at Action Park, and I'm like, Yep. <laughs> and oh and the 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 wave fool where they literally had to stop it every once in a while just to look for bodies <laughs> because it was impossible <laughs> that many people and that hard to find anybody while it's going yeah this place is a real winner. Sure it was, is, buddy. The number one water park for like fifteen years. <laughs> Can you imagine being an adult in the eighties? You could just get away with so much shit. And they did. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and they did. Real place, real stories, and Please watch the documentary if you have not. To anybody out there, if you have HBO Max, please watch this documentary. It's This is literally the town I grew up in. I remember the first time I geeked out over Action Park being mentioned as being dangerous. Actually was on a one of those articles on Cracked. You guys know that website? Yeah. yeah. I love that it website. About, it was huge about it. five years ago. And then they fired everybody that I loved there. I still like it, so, but I only really I like, like Machinima. Machinima got rid of everyone I liked all within a month. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just not go to Machinima anymore. <laughs> I still like the site, but you're right, it's not it's not the same. But like so I'm uh I remember somebody sent me an article on Cracked and they're like, Hey, it's it's a list of like five of the most dangerous theme park attractions ever. They're like, You have to see this list, look what's on it. And I'm thinking it's going to be, like, something at Disney or something at Universal or something like that. Nope. Number one was just Action Park, period. Like, everything else is, like, this weird roller coaster, this weird carnival ride, and then number one, Action Park. Just all of it. All of it. Anything. Pick something. Yep. You're right. It's dangerous. (laughs) You were talking about, like, one of the main things about theme park rides is to make you think... It's dangerous while there's like a point zero 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 one percent chance of anything happening at a legitimate theme park. Don't get me wrong, stuff still happens. But it's so rare. 
embedding teeth into a slide? Yeah, that never happened at Disney, they, not that I'm aware of. They, they had to build in a trapdoor on that slide. <laughs> because if you were too big or too small, you wouldn't get going fast enough to get through the loop. <laughs> I just love, I love when people see the documentary for the first time and they're like, is this for real? I'm like, oh, it's for real. It's for real, for real. Not for play, play. Nope. Yes, class action park. Please check it out. Uh, one. Uh, there's one more thing we got to talk about this week before we wrap up the show, and we're gonna get to that in a minute. But do me a favor, guys, and I need everybody to make me a promise. Please do not go to Action Park as one of your wonderful vacations booked through Motivational Vacations. I was hoping. Because <laughs> when you contact our friend Emerson A. Cotton and have him plan a trip for you, the last thing he wants to do is send you to your death. He wants to send you on a fantastic vacation that you'll remember for the rest of your life. Not a treacherous water park that will murder you and everyone you love. Well, you will remember it the rest of your life because it's going to be done. Because <laughs> your life's done in two minutes? Because <laughs> the last thing that you're going to ever do at your life is start down, down that alpine slide. And the last thing you're going to see is that big rock. But go to... <laughs> he can't even do it with a straight face now. <laughs> In teletravel. <laughs> Emerson Cotton dot in teletravel dot com to book your next vacation. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And you uh, might win a two days one night two day stay at Action Park. No. It's still there. <laughs> it is still there, but it's not it's nothing like it used to be. I mean all that's there's literally everything's still there, but everything is cordoned off. According to legal, a, a former employee bought it. You could just buy hot like, dogs now. Oh, that was another thing. Is all their all their food was past date, but they had the tricks. Well, well, if you steamed the buns, they wouldn't seem like they're a week old. Dear God. <laughs> and Is now, it easier to tell me what was operating correctly. I mean, I think the ticket booth operated just fine. Yes, and <laughs> they had a few too many people getting in without tickets, so they, um... You know what? I'll leave that story to the documentary. Oh, that's How did they st- get... How did they battle non-ticketed patrons? That's a good story. <laughs> they just let them ride stuff until they died, apparently. No! <laughs> They watch the documentary. Good God. Uh, what a... Dude, it's... Yeah. You're, you'll love it. Promise. I, also, quickly, I watched Only Murders in the Building yesterday. Yeah, how was that? It was really good. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed that series. Alright, I, I guess I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, it's... Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez? 
I don't have anything against Selena Gomez. I know, but you, Steve Martin, Martin Short. Who's the third amigo? Selena Gomez. <laughs> it's just me. surprising is all. It's really good. <laughs> Works for me. And the, every episode's like 30 minutes. <clears throat> Did you make it through the whole thing? Did you watch yeah, the whole thing? Yeah, I watched the whole thing, yeah. Nice. Nice. I want to check. I want to check that out. It is on Hulu. Uh, so yeah, so I've got the uh, the movie thing coming up. Um, quick announcement before we get to our uh, spoiler review, which was the follow up to the to the previous one. Um, give quick shout outs to our friends at the Blake and Sal Show, our friends at the United We Fan Podcast, our friend Tom Dickinson, the Watch Me Cook channel on YouTube. Um, as I announced, I'm going to start making a couple of separate YouTube channels to do content. But we're going to link them with the CKCC main channel. And that's just going to be so that I don't bog down one channel with 100 videos. Because some of the series ideas that I have. So Chris Ranks the Universe, Real-Time Reviews, and... Uh, what the hell was the third one? Super Nintendo Melee are going to be their own things on the YouTubes, but they will all be connected to the Club Kayfabe Creative Community YouTube channel. And it'll make for simplicity sake. And then what I'm probably going to do is just jump back and forth between each one and just, like, alternate which one I'm going to do. Like, like obviously, um, real-time reviews and Chris Ranks the Universe. Well, Chris Ranks the Universe is going to require editing because that's going to pretty much become my video series, but like Super Nintendo Melee is just going to be a, basically a stream with guests. So that's just going to be, hey, I'm going to announce, I'm going to play a game at a certain time, and then people will be allowed to come in and join me if they want to. And I have a Pokemon singing to me, which is weird. Pokemon Go. There's a Pokemon singing to me. Uh, but we need to talk about the... Very, very last two episodes of Game of Thrones fourth season, which we did not get a chance to finish covering because we ran out of time. And also, I remember Eric had to go, so it was just one of those things, right? Like, we'll get to it when we get to it. But there were two episodes left, and we need to talk about them because they're very, very importante. And... As promised, we're doing this at the end of the episode, so people do not have to stick around if they have not watched Game of Thrones yet. Although, our uh, our friend Miranda passed her test, and she's going to start watching Game of Thrones now, and I need to hear all of your reactions to everything that happens in real time. So please, let us know. <laughs> because getting Dan's reaction to stuff in real time has been a lot of fun. So where we left off was uh, was um, Jorah was getting kicked out. Um, Tyrion got sentenced to death. Hound and Arya find out that Lysa's dead. So there's one of those things going on. It's there's it's it's a whole thing. Her sister is right there. <laughs> yeah, one of those. She's literally right there. God damn it. So. Let us take on the ninth episode, The Watchers on the Wall. This is an episode that only takes place at the wall. 
which is it's an outstanding episode. It's one of the four most popular episodes from the entire series. Like one of the highest rated ones. I think it's there's three episodes have a nine point nine out of ten rating on IMDB, and I think this is one of them. This episode literally is is just it's just one big battle. John and Sam are talking about Egret during the time with the wildlings. You got the in the library, they're talking about uh they're talking about Gilly. She arrives at the castle with her baby. <clears throat> There's a massive fire in the north, and they're like, well, what's going to happen? Well, we better prepare for battle. So, yeah, because you said that when when they're ready for battle, there's going to be a clear fire happening so that all of the wildlings would know when to attack. And then they literally just set fire out of the whole freaking forest. Right. And... They, they hide Gilly in the kitchen, and Sam basically promises, like, not going to die. Because Mance Radar's army is here. They send the owl to scout the wall, and that's when Egret's like, do whatever you guys want, but John is mine. I'm killing him. And she's like, all right, the entrance is unmanned, so get the attack going. So Thorn readies the archers. Then you hear the alarm again. They realize that shit's coming from both sides. Which, of course, is where all this shit really goes down. Because they've got the giants. They've got the woolly mammoths. But the one giant that pulls out his bow and shoots the one guy. He reaches him on top of the wall. He goes through this little roof thing and he lands in the yard. Oh, yeah, it's friggin' nuts. Like, holy crap. Uh, yeah, Gren goes down to the gate with a bunch of... With a bunch of soldiers, but they actually, like... And they're, like, chanting to themselves that they're gonna defend the gate. They actually do! Which is which is nuts. Um, The one thing... Oh, yeah, he even tells them, oh, yeah, I, yeah, you were right. I should have flooded it. Yeah. The... <laughs> yep. The rough scene is Pip's death because he's uh, he's getting down all these wildlings and while Sam's helping him out, friggin' Egret shoots him right through the throat. Yeah, dude, because they're doing the crossbow and he's like, they got two crossbows, so he's like, re- he gets yeah. to shoot one while the other guy While the other reloading. one's reloading. And he gets shot right through the th- throat and dies in Sam's arms, pretty much. And then... Although Ed becomes kind of a, a more a better badass in this one. <clears throat> they do get Ghost involved, which is pretty cool. He does get to kill that asshole cannibal. But the big thing that happens is Egret hesitates to kill John. And when she does Ollie shoots. <laughs> Ollie shoots her. Which is funny because it's earlier in the fight, Ollie's just trying to sneak down. And that's at one point Sam says, you need to step up and do what you can. Yeah, so he does. So he does. (laughs) He gets one kill, but it's an important kill. And Egret dies in John's arms while they're doing, like, the whole feminist thing. Uh, I have to send you the meme, but it's it's the, the passage from the book where he's like, he's like, we never should have left the cave. And 
John's like, you're not going to die, Igret, not tonight. And she's like, oh, Jon Snow, you know nothing. And he says, she said as she dies. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, that's the whole thing is they, they truly had feelings for each other. And that's like John's big thing. He's like, I should have stayed in the cave. Because remember, she was like, we can stay here forever, Jon Snow. Did you do that thing with your tongue? Yep. The best is uh, the the lone survivor is Tormund. And he's just like, still like, come on! <laughs> like They're all surrounding him and he's still challenging them. Yeah, he ends up having to shoot him in the leg. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, the one guy has been hiding in the larder. Mm-hmm. With Gilly and the baby. When he comes back to get her and she like hits him with like a ham. Yep. And he's like, it's me, it's me. It's like, because she had to, because she, the, I guess the idea was is that the guy came in there and was like, what the fuck? And she like probably whooped him pretty good with the ham. This way he's just hiding in the corner on the opposite side of her. And the, <laughs> the the nuts thing is like, they find out that Gren actually did defend the gates because they all died, but so did the giant that was charging them. So, and of course, John wants all the bodies burned. And his last thing is uh, he gives Sam his sword and says that his watch has ended. That's the how that episode ends. By the way, when they cut that giant, that giant axe down and just take out all the wildlings on the wall. Yep. <laughs> it just swishes right across and it's just... And there's like the arm is just hanging there. It's just pieces of people just remaining. Yeah, it's a really, really good episode. And it's the the first episode of the whole series that takes place in one location the entire runtime. Because that's all yeah, so it is. John, John is going to go and meet with Mance Raider and hopefully kill him because he is the key to all the different groups to be mm-hmm. together. That's the key. He's got to kill him. Uh, the last episode is The Children. So, of course, this is where all this stuff starts happening. John finds Man's Raider, and he's like, we're gonna... I want to parlay with you. And Raider's like, uh, no, you're gonna kill me. He's like, no, I'm not. And they're like, yeah, I am. And then before anything can happen... Uh, there's noise, and another freaking army comes out of nowhere and starts killing everybody. Yep, it's freaking Stannis's army. Because he went behind his back, got the money, and got the army. <laughs> he also privately cremates Egret. But, uh, and of course, uh, Melisandre does the whole looking at John thing. Like, something might happen there. <clears throat> so, you got that, you got all that stuff going on, and Bran's group gets to the heart tree. They get it. There's a lot of skellymans in yep. the way. And Jojen actually gets killed here, but a child of the forest saves the rest of them. And they take them to meet the Three-Eyed Raven, who is not Max von Sydow yet, but it will be. And he says, you know, Bran, you'll never walk again, but you will fly. 
What does that mean? Oh, you'll find out. So, with da with Daenerys now, because Marines are still a friggin' mess, she gets the guy that's like, I want to go back into slavery because I was safer as a slave. She's like, well, uh, how about I'll give you a temporary contract with a former master. Then the next guy brings in these charred bones. It turns out it was his daughter. And Drogon had killed her because he had just gone and, like, flayed. Well, it's like the first one we got was it was the goat. And now it, it ends with... It's a girl. Yeah. It's his daughter. So, Danny, because we don't know where Drogon is. So, Danny actually has to chain the other dragons basically in like a cavern they are essentially screaming mommy <laughs> at her and she has to no like, sell them like away. close the door yeah uh kyburn's gonna frankenstein this bitch holy shit yeah yeah because he's like and he's just like yeah i, I can i can take care of this <clears throat> and then cersei's like i'm not Going to marry Loras. I love Jamie. She tells her father this. Yeah, she like, <laughs> like outright says it to him. I know. Freaking A. Outright says it. Uh, and Tyrion is supposed to be getting executed, but Jamie's actually the one that helps him escape. Because Jamie. Just can say it. He says, just go to the top of the stairs, knock on the door. Yeah. But what Tyrion does before he escapes is first he finds out that Shay was in Tywin's bed. And he realizes that that's how she turned on him. So he has to strangle her to death. <clears throat> and then, one of the funniest death scenes in the whole series. He finds Tywin on the shitter. <laughs> and he shoots him with a crossbow twice. Yep. And then he gets into the crate. This is the best. He gets in the crate. He gets put onto the ship. <laughs> and he's walking. <laughs> and what's his he's walking away. As, he's, as if he's going to go back to his regular life. And then he hears the alarms and then everything go off. And he turns around and gets on the ship. Oh, yeah. Varys. He's just like, and oh. Varys gets back on the ship with him. He's just like, oh, well, I, I might as well go with you. <laughs> like, what did you do? Uh, Brienne and Podrick encounter the Hound and Arya. And that's when Br Brienne is like, hey, I've got an oath to Caitlyn. And Arya's like, yeah, well, I don't need you. And, of course, the Hound doesn't trust her. <coughs> so Brienne and Hound have a really cool duel and then get into a fist fight. And it ends with him falling off a cliff. Yeah, and he's like, just kill me. And she won't do it. She takes his money. She basically does what he did. She leaves him to die after the robbery. And then she gets boards the ship to Bravos because she's got the coin. Oh, that's the best thing. She just finds just a, they have a right, but ship in the middle of nowhere. And she's like, can I get on there? And you're like, no. And he's like, wait, where are you from? And she's like, I got she remember. I got this. Oh, well, welcome aboard. I have coin. He's like, well, I need any gold. He's like, this isn't gold. And soon a girl will have no name. 
Yep. Gonna get into some good shit now. So there you go. That's, uh... That was Game of Thrones Season 4. One of the best seasons. Yeah. 3, 4, 5, and 6 are easily the best seasons. 1 and 2 are getting you going, and 7 and 8 is where things kind of start to fall off. Well, they've got good spots, they're not overall good. But those these middle seasons here are just fantastic. And it, it gets better, because Season 5 just around the corner... But we'll tackle that another time. So we apologize for this late episode of the podcast. Uh, no intro or outro or anything. Raw audio. There's no editing here. We we were late, which was m- pretty much on me because of the vacation and everything, plus being sick. So, like, it is what it is, guys. But it's a free show, and you still got it. So enjoy. We we will be back. Uh, this Of course, this is my working Saturday, so we'll probably record on Saturday or Sunday. But we'll get we'll get back on track here and to make an announcement um this this upcoming episode would be 68 the following weekend the weekend after dan's birthday is episode 69 nice (laughs) yeah it's a good thing we did this episode because i'm not letting that pass there you go it's gonna be my birthday episode it's gonna be dan's birthday episode and we're gonna do it live when we come up with the time and date we will let you guys know it could be that friday evening it could also be on saturday but we'll let you guys know when we're going to record live so you can join us in chat on twitch and be part of dan's birthday that's going to be an episode where we're going to do whatever dan wants to do so be careful because we might talk about lots of stuff that you're going to be like what like well it's because I might have watched the Doctor Who Flux season that just ended by then as well. Oh, so. Okay. Well, we'll talk about whatever you want. It'll be Dan's birthday episode. So there you go. Uh, and then the weekend after that is Christmas. So we might not even have an episode that week. Not sure yet. There, there's... Saturday is Christmas. Yes. So. Uh, no idea what's happening for that yet. Um, and then, of course, the weekend after that is New Year's. So then we might have to find some time in, like, the middle of the weeks to, to do stuff. But, um, I mean, New Year isn't as big of a deal as Christmas is. No, but still, it might be hard to actually, like, do stuff. You know what? Maybe we'll do a live New Year's countdown for on CKCC Radio, like, on Discord or something. Maybe I'll stream something for for New Year's Eve. I'll stream the New Year's Eve Animal Crossing event. Because they actually count down to midnight on the island. Uh-huh. Yeah. We did a, we did a stream a few years ago. I played Spider-Man's. We could do that. Yep, so thank you guys, of course, for all of your awesome support. And we will see you guys next week for another Nerd Table. And by next week, I mean in like four or five days. So, <laughs> y'all have a good one. Peace out. Deuces, be kind to one another. Eric, enjoy your monster. Oh, yeah.